Good evening and welcome to the Integrity Leadership Class. Thank you so much for joining us. We are now doing Integrity by Dr. Henry Cloud. Uh, can you, if, if you can, if someone just let me know, let's start off, actually let's start off with some questions. Who, what was your favorite part of chapters one through three? What stood out to you? And let's open it up for discussion. All right, I will kick us off. All can right, you hear me? yes, I can. Let's roll. Okay. Uh, when Dr. Henry, when Dr. Cloud was talking with a, a lady who had two sons, and she was saying, "Hey, I need you to talk to my kids about success." And you know, he's at first he was like, uh, "You know, I'm I'm not I really that I don't." I'm not strong in that area. Say, oh, how, how hard can it be? He said, okay, I'll talk to them. And so she was like, okay, good. So what are you going to talk to him about? And he was like, uh, I got to think about it first. Let me, <laughs> let me gather my thoughts. And she said, okay, but if you already knew what you're going to talk about, what would you going to talk about? So he knew she wasn't going to let up. So he came up with, you know, he said three things he would, um, he said people who become leaders or really successful tend to have three qualities. So the first one, they have to have some set of competencies. So what he was saying, what that means is they know their field, their industry, their discipline, or whatever. And then, so basically he's saying, get good at what you do. You can't just come in and <laughs> to be successful, you gotta know what you're doing. You gotta know what you're talking about. And then he said, uh, secondly, um, for someone to get to the level of accomplishment that they're asking about, he or she must possess, must possess the second ability, which is they have to be what he calls an alliance builder. Mm. They have to take their competencies and what they do well and build alliances with others who have competencies and resources and form relationships that are mutually beneficial. That's the second one. So I know I've heard uh, Antonio talk about how he does that as well. And so does Mr. Phil. He does that really well too. And then the third piece, I think the most important, they have to have the character not to screw it up. <laughs> yeah that third one yeah you got to have character and he said um most times people when when people hear that they kind of they'll be like huh and then he'll say he he asked all the time um he was the mom he had to talk to the mom about it and he said he would ask people at different um maybe seminars or conferences that he was at um where is it? How many, oh, how many of you have had a situation in your work experience where someone was very bright, talented, competent, and good at working deals, but there was something about who he or she was as a person that somehow got in the way of all that ability? And I know we all know somebody. No, you see, you see how Deanna just brought that cup with that mug around? <laughs> we all know somebody. Knows the ins and outs of their industry, their business, is a master at it. But it's like when you look at them, you're just like, I don't know what it is, but it's something, something about them that kind of it it makes what they do is like it it masks it because of who they are as a person. So the character to not screw it up. That's that's what got me. All right. So if you have the book, Grace is reading that was pages like what four and five. Yes, yes. Well, four, five, and six, because on six it says they have to have 
the character to not screw it up. So this is what this is what I want to ask everyone. How many of you are that person? You have all of the competencies in the world. You know exactly what it is. You got everything, but it's just something about you that no matter what you do, you always seem to bring yourself back down to ground level. I'll be the first to raise my hand because, and that's the, to me, this whole book, the entire book of integrity, you, as Antonio used to always tell me, you can't be the good person in the Bible all the time. You can't be the hero of the story all the time. If you always think you're the hero of the story, guess what? You're the villain. And he just put in chat, y'all better be honest. <laughs> so when you're reading integrity, like this is, this is it. The book is tough. The book is tough. That's why this is one of the books that, you know how there's just some books that just, 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 just not at you. This is one of the books that I only got 75% of the way through. We in the integrity leadership class and we're talking about integrity. I'm going to have the integrity to say I've only gotten through 75% of this book. The highlights stop right before section six. And it's a whole section that's just no lot, no, no underlines. Look, no underlines, nothing. But if you look at the first part, look, you see all that right there. All this, just all that redness. And some of it's underlined because I switched up a lot because I've done this class like four times. So I've had the same book. So as you're reading this book, don't be, don't be the perfect person as you're reading this book. I really need you to take this book and when you're reading it, actually look at yourself, like really examine yourself because out of all of them, number three, I actually circled, I circled it. You see it circled? is highlighted with two different colors and is underlined. Because I used to ask myself, do I have the character to not screw it up? How many of you have actually asked yourself that question? Do you have the character to not screw something up? And if you can ask yourself that question and honestly answer like, I don't know, or no, nah, I don't have a character not to screw it up. If you can, uh, but if you sit there and say, yeah, no, I'm perfect. I don't screw up anything. I, I'm going to need you to keep reading. I need you to keep reading. So thank you, Grace, for, for bringing out those three. Thank you very much for bringing out those three. So number one was you have to have a set of competencies. Uh, the second ability is you have, to be, you have to be what he would call an alliance builder. And then number three, they have to have the character to not screw it up. So thank you, Grace, for bringing those out. Who else would like to comment on these three or who else would like to open up with something that they read in the book that caught their attention? She's not going to call on. She's not going to call on. 
No, I, I apologize, Reverend Reginald. I don't know what you were looking at. I don't, I don't know what you were paying attention to. Because all of a sudden, I couldn't hear anything, so I was checking the audio again, because, you know, oh. it, but I'm oh. good now. So, uh, my, hand, my hand took up the whole camera. Oh, see, I, I didn't see my bad. Phil, Phil's dog even knew that I raised my hand. <laughs> well, well, Reverend look, Reginald, look. we're talking about integrity here. We're talking about integrity. Integrity. Say it again one more time, yeah. Integrity? No, that ain't how you said it the first time. Integrity. That's how you say it. <laughs> Syllable. How y'all doing this evening? All right. That's good. That's good. All right. Everybody feeling fine? Looking great? Y'all look wonderful. Yes, sir. Y'all look wonderful. I'm not going to see this evening. I'm just going to get into the book. I'm not going to say my favorite word, joy. Okay. Now, we... we we're not gonna pass up alliance builder. That's what we're not gonna do. Okay. Now, I'm gonna tell you why we're not gonna do that. Everybody, take a good look at your screens, and then look at everybody on the screen, and tell me if we aren't building an alliance because everybody on here has a Captain Planet ability. So when we put in our, you know, when we put in our solo power and somebody else put in their solo power, Captain Planet comes out of nowhere, right? He got this nice little haircut. He got the, like the little six pack. He got his little uniform on. He, he is ready for whatever task is out there, right? So when I look at ATS for an example, and I read this integrity book, and it feels like I chose a, uh, I chose a good alliance, you know? I chose a good alliance to be a part of, right? So I could just bring my little talent that we were speaking of. You know, if somebody sticks out, I don't know if I stick out. I'm only six, 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 seven if somebody else introduced me. But uh, yeah, uh, I like the alliance builders. You, 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 take, you take what you have and you, you, you know what I'm saying? You kind of like, Okay, I can't do that, but man, I, I'm gonna give you a perfect example. We're making phone calls. I'm making my phone calls. I'm doing what I do, right? I got two teammates that I'm in the office with, and I'm sitting up there, you know, you know how you kind of look out the corner of your eye to see how somebody's doing something, but you don't want to let them know you're cheating off their paper. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how they got their arm in the way, and you trying to like you drop your pencil on the floor. Quit acting like y'all ain't did that in school. Drop your pencil on the floor and try to. All that little move right there. Well, while I was making phone calls, I had a friend of mine, a sister of mine. She, she was good at a particular subject. So I kind of like, you know, I, I peeped how she was doing it, looked how she did it. And, you know, when I got brave enough, I went over there and said, hey, man, send me that, what is you saying over there? Because if I could use that with what I got, I'd be unstoppable. And then later on that day, I heard somebody else uh, smooth talking Young lady, uh, she's got a cotton voice. She just, she's so soft. You know how fabric softener makes the, the washing powder extra? The way she talks, she's like fabric softener. And she just softens up the situation, especially if you were to go into uh, like a nine through 12 uh, curriculum with students. Anyway, that person knows what I'm talking about. And the way that she talks and just, and, and just lives for the moment. And, and, and people just, they don't care 
whatever they doing, they dropped what they were doing because the voice was just so mesmerizing. And you know what? I say, well, I got to say, if I team up with them and give them a little bit of what I got, you know me, I just, I just talk, say whatever on the top of my mind. If we all put this stuff together, the scheduling of the scheduler, the softness of the cotton ball, and the loud of the, the, the speaker mouth, and put all those together, it'd be a great phone call. So I just, I just want to tell uh, the two that I'm talking about. I don't, they're not on this phone call, but I just want to let them know that I appreciate learning from you. And you know what I'm saying? And us putting our files together to form Captain ATS. All right, Reverend Reginald. That's right. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure those same two people you was talking about feel the same about you, and are grateful as well. That's right. One of them got short arms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who? <laughs> so who? Who else has something from the book that they read and picked up on, and it stood out to them that they would like to address today? We would love to hear it. All right. Well, then I'm going to move. I'm going to there. Oh, there's just so much here. Um, let me see. Where where do I? Because I just, I don't want, I, I don't want to take, I want y'all to feel what I feel. <laughs> so, okay. One of the things that I read is, uh, it says, it's on page seven. It says, most of the time, when we think of the word integrity or character, we think of morals or ethics, not performance. We associate the topic uh, with uh, the catastrophes of, like Enron, Anderson, WorldCom, or the fall of individual superstars whose character has somehow gotten in the way. And certainly there are those huge examples from the top of uh, business and government all the way to the church. There have been some huge ethical lapses that caused some major losses of not only individual careers, but entire companies and even confidence in the markets themselves. But then I, it jumps down to the next paragraph. It says, but when they say that, often what, that, what they mean is that character is a safeguard against bad things happening. In other words, if you have good character, if you have good character, their ethics and integrity will be such that you can truly trust the numbers. They won't steal from you, lie to you, cheat you, or be, oh, I wrote over this. It's just another du... duplicitous. Thank you, duplicitous, because I literally, y'all, I literally wrote deceitful. I had to break it down in my language. So what do you what do you guys think about that? Like when you hear the word integrity or character, what do you think? Because when I first heard the word integrity, I thought, oh, that's just your character, like who you are and and how you act. But no, that's actually character because as you get further along in the book, he actually gives you the definition of integrity. So what do you hear? Like when you and like I just said, everything I said was about moral and ethics. Not once did I mention performance so when you hear integrity or when you hear character what do you think and reverend reginald i'll open it up to you save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. First. Integrity. Uh, it's just another fancy word to me. I mean, because you got character and integrity. But what separates it for me, and this is only for me, what separates it is Integrity is how you handle the ugly side. Like, if the ugly, you know, because your character, you can, you act, listen to the word character. Character, that's an actor. You are a character. Like, you're in character form. You got to go in, you ain't, hey, how you, you know, that's character form. Now, integrity is when you in character and somebody take you out your character. So, when somebody take you out your character, how do you respond when somebody take you out your character? Do you get out your, your character, or do you have integrity enough to know that somebody's trying to take you out of your character? That's how I look at the difference, the difference between character and integrity, period, point blank. And I don't even want to go into a nice detail of it because, you know, again, character is what somebody sees you as. You know what I'm saying? Like, somebody, somebody gas you up enough, somebody gas, oh, you're such a whatever, you know what I'm saying? And somebody gas you up enough. And on the inside, you might not feel like that. But if you've been gassed up so much, guess what you're going to go out and be? So then again, now when, when somebody else tells you that you're something else or you're not good at what, what somebody else gassed you up, how do you respond to it? Or like in the book, it talk about screwing up. <laughs> when you screw up, then what? You know what I mean? Like how are you going to respond to that screw up? So that's my difference between the integrity and the character and what integrity means. My two cents, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Thank you, Reverend Reginald. Thank you for your two cents. <laughs> That's right. Miss Kiara, the floor is yours. You're up next. Go ahead. Um, I could piggyback off uh, Reginald. I agree with what he was saying, but I think of wholeness, and that's what I actually pulled from the book because um, I was having some issues <clears throat> on my job, and that's how I ended up reading the book because I was telling Antonio. But I was tripping for years because I was I would ask people like, is it me? <laughs> like, is it me that everywhere I go is like the same old song? But when I look at integrity and I think of wholeness, it allows you to see the front end and the back end of, of, of yourself. So what I was experiencing was I I'm so good at seeing everything and everyone else. I had to learn how to see myself within the situation. Like just because you're competent and you know everything, there's laws to that. You know, when your bosses, and, and what I was running into was I was working with bosses who were incompetent. So by me speaking up about certain things in front of certain people, that was bringing some slack on my end from them afterwards. So I had to learn how to balance what I was trying to present without overcrowding who was the leader at that moment. Um, one of the great things I took from that book is learning that you leave tread marks with people. So sometimes when you know it all, or you think you know it all, it intimidates people and you're not operating out of, okay, I know this, let me teach them in a way that helps all of us. So I really had to take some hardcore lessons um, 
with that. And I'm like, okay, you're a great worker. You're great at what you do, but you're not well balanced. And because you're not well balanced, you're fighting things that's not even your fight. You just need to know how to reposition yourself and see it the whole thing, which taught me, okay, shut up today, even though you got it. You can't give it to them like the same way you got it. They'll figure it out. It's not your turn to give it. And so I had to be flexible with holding back and going for it. Oh, oh, all right, Miss Carrie, you, you said quite a bit there. The, one of the things I want to point out, you talking about, you were talking about the weight. And when we, when, when you think about the weight, it's like, how do people lead, feel when you lead a room? Like Miss Carrie said, and Miss Carrie, I'm not going to lie. I was one, I was one of them people. Um, I'm still working on some things because I still do it. But it's like, no, I know this. Here, let me show you how I know it. Let me tell you how I know it. And because I do that, the wake that I leave is like, I just really don't want you over here. Like, can I, can I get a word? Can I talk? Will, will you allow me to say something? Oh, so you just go. Because I, I'll, I'll, I will get to a point where somebody's telling me something and I know I'll be like, okay. Okay. That's me saying, can you just shut up? Because I already know that. Or no, that, or, or, or talk over them to tell them the right thing because I know it's right. Don't look, this is the integrity leadership class. We are talking about the book integrity and I am admitting that my integrity and my character is not on point. That's why I read the book. <laughs> and this is what this book does. It makes you really, it makes you look in a mirror. And if, it, if you're not looking in the mirror, you're not reading the book right. If you're sitting here reading this book and every time you go into a workplace or every time you look at your family, you'd be like, yeah, you that, you, you the mama. Mm -hmm. you, you that man that had all the good numbers, but your character had people wanting to quit. How about, am I the person that's having people wanting to quit? Am I the one who is forcing people to get out of their lane? Am I the one who is doing this? Am I the one? Like, that's what, this is what this book does to you. Miss LaVon, I see your hand up. You have the floor. And after Miss LaVon, uh, Reverend Reginald, if you have some words you would like to share, Miss LaVon, the floor is yours. Go ahead. Um, I was, I wanted to say about that, um, what I take out of uh, integrity, because I know everybody uh, was talking about, we was talking about what you take out of it, right? Yeah. Just so I can make sure I'm on the right way. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma okay. So integrity, to me, when I hear integrity, it's who you are behind closed doors as well as when you're around people. And as far as the character, I take the character as, as your behavior, how you react. Like you, the example you gave, how you react to people. It can be in a positive way or a negative way, and you may not realize your actions because you're so used to it that your character is not right or it could be right but that's what I get from character is the behavior of it. so yeah that's what yeah all right thank um, you Ms. <laughs> no no you on point you good you good thank you thank you Miss Levon said something that Antonio used to tell me all the time and after this, Reverend Reginald, the floor is yours. He used, to, he used to say, you're not a good person. 
like, what are you talking about? I'm a perfect person. He said, no, you're not. He used to tell me, he say, if I did this, what's your first reaction? What's your, what is your natural reaction to if someone does this? And I'll be like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, you're not a good person. <laughs> when Ms. LaVon was talking about what you do behind closed doors, that's what she's referring to. Who, who are you? What, who, what is your wholeness like? Like Ms. Kara was saying earlier, integrity, what is your wholeness like? Yes, Miss Kiara, this stuff will hurt your feelings when you realize it's you. <laughs> you walking around here thinking, man, my stuff don't stay for nothing, man. Shoot, only the reason, only to walk, <laughs> to walk into a room be like, ooh, what's that? Like, oh, snap, that's me. Yeah. Nah, bro, it's you. Your stuff stinks just like the next person. You just too busy. You, you just, you you're blinding yourself to who you really are. So you have to be, man, look, stop, stop watching. As Antonio used to tell me, stop watching the movies and you being a hero. Stop reading these books and you the perfect person. No, actually look at yourself as the other person and examine who you really are. Your initial, re your re initial reaction to something is who you really are. If somebody come up and slap you, your initial reaction is to punch them dead in their face. That's who you really are. If you always tell people, no, you know, if somebody slap me, I'm going to turn the other cheek. But let somebody come up to you and punch you. Yo, you're not, even, you're not even going to second guess it. It's going to instantly be, man, hold up. That's you. And that's okay. Acknowledge that part of you. So, Because as Antonio always tell us, if you, don't, if you don't account for it, you can't control it. If you don't account for the fact that you ready to punch somebody smooth in their mouth when they go off on you, then you can't control that. And you go end up punching somebody smooth in their mouth when they go off on you. Or you gonna keep lying to yourself and telling yourself I'm a good person and go off on somebody and people be like, is she okay? Is this, I don't know, see, the, the point, you know, you know, when you ain't right, when you hear somebody say, I've never seen that side of you before. Because if you are genuinely a person of integrity and character, no matter what the situation is, you will always be that person. I've known people personally, classmates that have grown up until this day, still have smiles on their faces and been through death, cancer, Ill, all kinds of stuff, and still to this day has a smile on their face. Every picture. There was a gentleman I used to go to school with Every time you saw him, I don't care. I don't care where it was. He had a smile on his face. I went to school with this boy from kindergarten to high school. And every time I saw him, he always had a smile on his face the entire, in the entire time we were in school. And one day I asked him, I said, do you ever get upset? He said, yeah, I do, but it's really no point. He said, why you ask me? I said, because you always have a smile on your face, fool. Like you always have a smile on your face. And he was like, because I'm always happy. Stuff happens, but I just keep on moving. I was like, huh, I should have learned then. I should have absorbed some of that knowledge. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you, Ms. LaVon, for sharing. Thank you, Ms. Kiara, for, sh for sharing. Uh, Reverend Reginald, I'm let you, uh, I'm going to pass it over to you. Uh, Kiara, you raised your hand earlier in Grace. So Reverend Reginald, Grace, and Kiara. 
Uh, we can let we can let the two that had their hands up go first before I even open up the, the can of uh, beans. Yes, sir. All right, got you covered. So, uh, Grace, the floor is yours, and after Grace, Miss Kiera. Okay, going back to what Reggie was saying, when you know how we all, everyone says, you know, if people make you get out of character, and I thought about it, and I was like, but did they really make you get out of character? Or is that really your character? You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can only speak from experience. Because listen, Angry Grace, that was character, okay? You didn't get me out of character if you made me mad. That was my character, you know? <laughs> that was who I was, you know? Listen, if I go from hungry to hangry, that's my character, okay? I, I do what I can. I'm working on that. My brother, he he has seen it, you know. He has seen it. And he know when I get quiet and it's like, oh, you need to eat. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, that struggle is real, Grace. That struggle is real. <laughs> but I'm just saying that to say, you know, I don't. I really, you know, we say that, but you got to really think about it. Can can people really get you out of character? Oh, that's is that really your character? That's what I wanted to share. Man, that's that's that. I'm just gonna give an answer. No, that's really your character. How do I know? Because I have I have a, a, accounted for the fact that if I get out of character, no, I ain't out of character. This is my character. You got me all the way messed up. <laughs> okay, and, and, and why y'all flowing like water? Okay, if you're saying that you was out of character and that was you, right? Okay, so what is out of character? Ooh, that's exactly it. what I was saying. Well, there's you. no such word. There's no such word as character. You might as well just throw that out the way. That is you who you are. I was having a conversation earlier today. And the conversation went a little something like, I'm sorry for telling somebody else, but they got me started. I had to stand up and, and start talking. You know, when, when somebody got to stand up, I'm inside out with me. I got to stand up and talk. I was sitting down. They made me stand up. First and foremost, this is the conversation us three young men were having on some steps. Somebody said, hey, Reggie, come here. Don't you gotta, don't you gotta know your demons? I say, it's very important for you to know your demons because if you walk around here and don't know your demons because everybody, you know, you got to, you have to, it, well, I can't say have to. It's good for you to know your demons. It's good for you to know them. At least you won't be surprised <laughs> when they pop up, you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, did I do that? Did I say no, no, no? It was a part of you. It was you. It was a part of you. That's just like y'all were talking about. Yes, it's a part. Now, when you identify, because everybody else seen them, right? Everybody else seen them. The, the person that I do not get along with and I cannot build an alliance with, like the integrity book says, the person I can't build an alliance with is the one who cannot realize that, you know, that is you. I can't, I just cannot, I can't do it because at least I know, you know what? I'm even going to tell you up front. Hey, look, me and Grace got a song we listen to. And every time we hear this song, this is me. He said, Grace, you ready? He said, after I slapped you, then I told you. That's, that's exactly what he said. Hey, do not listen to rap, y'all. This is what's wrong with me. I listen to too much rap. And sometimes I become one of the rappers. But the man said he slapped him first and then he told him. 
that's a demon. That's that's a, that's you. That's him. That's him for real. And just think, you at work, <laughs> you at the grocery store, you wherever you are physically, and the entity comes and make you because it don't make you because you was already looking for it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like like the wrong person, the wrong smell, the wrong shirt, the wrong haircut, the wrong edge up, the wrong ankle, the wrong walk, the wrong talk. We'll make, come on. All right, I'm the only one. I'm yeah. the only one. I'm the only one. I'm talking about the wrong anything. That day, like that day at that particular moment. Yeah, you can be cool, calm, and kosher. I cannot see what you're thinking. Now, that's the cold part, though. You might have controlled your tongue. <laughs> You've done that well, but I cannot see what you were really thinking. And yes, sometimes I think that, that after I slap you, then I'm going to tell you. That's right. He had to cut his camera off. <laughs> <He had> to... <laughs> he tried to hide in the darkness. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, the book, uh, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I know I got to check myself. At least I know I got to, and I won't have to just hide. Yeah, so before you get to tell me anything about myself, I'm going to tell you first. And then I'm going to ask you to help me. Because when you see me get ready to do this, that's what I need you to say. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, what you got? I'm going <laughs> to sit back now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Phil. And, and Kara, uh, you up after Mr. Phil. I've said this a couple of times. I had a friend of mine. <clears throat> I was 22 years old, and he says, Phil, everybody's got a different way of counting. And I went, Ooh, that's good. Everybody sees the world through their lens. And I think the first part of integrity, are you integrated to the way you see the world? Are you in alignment with your perception and your values? That's the most important thing to get going with integrity. You're integrated. So that's, that's important. Yes, sir. That is definitely important. Are you integrated? Thank you very much, Mr. Phil. Ms. Kiara, the floor is yours. Y'all got me over here clapping, smacking my legs, <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything everybody said is so relatable. Um, one of the things that really blessed me when uh, I was talking to Antonio one morning, he said, sometimes it is just that you are who you are and it's okay with being that. And I think that's where I struggle on the lines of integrity and wholeness because I was always, I know who I am and I know what I'm capable of. And that was bothering me. So there was moments when it was time for me to go forth. I was holding back because I, I knew how people thought about different things. And then there was times where it was just, I was straight up and being a strong personality, which wasn't working in every, every fit. But one of the things I wanted to say about the wholeness piece and integrity is like, well, like um, my sister was saying behind closed doors and, you know, out in the open, one of the, the difference, not a difference, let me back up, let me slow down. One thing that is very important is that you take these, these outward things and you bring them inwardly and you sort them out. And if I could give an example, I was ready to run my boss a whole phase. <clears throat> I knew I couldn't, 
but she was wrong. But she was wrong and she was wrong for months. She was just, to, to call a spade a spade, she was just very jealous and she didn't like how things was going. I never acted out of character, but my real character is I will really run you a fate. And that's how I felt because I felt like she was bruising something and I was supposed to be under her learning and she was stomping me further down. The integral part is that I didn't run her her fate that she kind of deserved. I didn't get out of character. I really held it, but it really tore me up on the inside. And when I was behind closed doors, it was my responsibility to break down everything I was feeling and to see it from both views. Because there was some times that I was just so pissed off at how she had treated me for so long. She was actually just being a boss and doing her job. And I was just still mad. So bringing that behind closed doors, I had to dismantle my emotional peace and make sure that I still was in alignment when I was back out there with her. And I think people miss that, that, that piece. And like I said, the other part, like Antonio was saying, sometimes you are who you are. You're just not a good fit for the people that you, you are dealing with. So when Phil talked about being integrated and being able to see it, you better be able to see it for yourself and through the eyes of everyone else because you'll really be thinking you're wrong and sometimes you're really right or vice versa. All right. <laughs> yes, ma'am. She said I was gonna let her whole. I was gonna let her whole face. Man, look, <laughs> you you was only Miss Gary. You, whew. Hold on, Miss Deanna. Let me say one more thing. No, go ahead. So excited. Go so ahead, this is, please. This is how I know. I worked for like six months in the car with my co-therapist, and she was like, "Yeah, it's not you." I'm like, "It is me." I'm gonna find a problem where it's me so I can take responsibility because that's my real character. I'm going to, I'm going to be accountable. Cause if I, if I, I won't say that if I run you your fade, I meant to do it. I haven't done that in years. I don't do that anymore, but I know that piece is still in me. But what happened was when I was selected, this is, I, I kept my character intact. I did my piece behind closed doors, although it was difficult. And I still represented her and what she was there for because that was her position. And I always know, hey, when you get in that position, you want people under you who are integral and who are not going to compromise based off how they feel. But and even though I had to dismantle my emotional piece, it came full circle because after I was laid off, she personally contacted me after she wasn't the one who laid me off and that let me know okay what i was trying to hold back and what i was feeling you really did have a personal issue and that kind of severed it so that made me feel and that made me acknowledge you do have integrity and you are whole you can see things doesn't mean i was right in every aspect but i saw the whole entire thing that's why when it was time to go i was like absolutely it's time to go there's nothing else to go off of that Whew. man it's carrie you I'm not going after that, uh, Reverend Reginald. But I, I definitely, I do have to say, I applaud you because it takes to have that, to have that convert that conversation in your head. You're like, okay, no, 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 calm down, hold yourself together. And the big, the the hardest thing, I, because she just said when I had, when I had to make my peace, my high closed doors was hard. The, the one thing that we don't know how to do is say, what did I do wrong in this situation? It's like, Miss <laughs> Kara, she said, my coworker was like, nah, Ruffay. <laughs> but, but can you, can you, this is how you know when you have integrity and good character. 
when something happens and you're like, okay, what do I need to do for this? What did I do in this situation? Because when you start, and that's Miss Kara said, that's what she was doing. She's like, no, no, no. She's like, I understand what you said, but I have to sit here and ask myself, you know, I need to find so I so I can account for my responsibility in the situation. That's integrity. Because when I tell you I was the last person to be like, what I do wrong, no, is no, you did it. It's your fault. And you got me all the way. I'm about to run you your thing. That, that is my new saying. Miss Kara, that's my <laughs> so that but that's integrity. And that is integrity. Integrity is do you have the character enough to pull back from any situation and not be a victim? So so would so so could that put me in a category to like I had a situation a couple of months ago where I decided to venture off and do some other things for some financial gain. And, you know, the honeymoon was great because, you know, all honeymoons are wonderful. It's just after the honeymoon when the thing starts, the fire really starts getting burned. So I'm working for this particular person, you know, and I told him everything up front. About I told him everything, you know, what color socks I wear on Sunday, what time I get up to fix, you know, everything he needed to know. And then he started, you know, doing stuff that 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 wasn't matched. So uh I know I had a, a guy that I speak to because I don't I don't I don't mess with too many guys. I don't fool with too many guys. I can't it's not that I'm too macho, it's just that I, I smell you. And I ain't I ain't with all that. I can do bad by myself, like one of my favorite rappers say down here. I can do bad by myself. I don't need to be doing bad with somebody else. So what you just said, D, I wanna know if I fit in that category. I, just, just all I need to know to make sure that I'm, I'm building integrity here is before I know that I'm going to do what I'm going to do and then get down on my knees. Let me say that again. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, then get down on my knees. I asked, and his name was Antonio. I asked him to say, now, if, can, I, can I say this? And he's going to laugh at me. You know, <laughs> he's going to laugh at me and shake his head and do this. And, and I, when I see that, but the reason why I'm doing it is because, you know, if I'm going to react the way that I'm going to react, because you, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're going to get this. The fade, the clipper, the edge up, you're going to get the plug. You're going to get the extension cord. You're going to get the stuff you clean the clippers with. You're going to get all this, all of it. And I, and I don't want to be that. So, like, I got to call Antonio. You understand what I'm saying? Like, say, Tony. Hey, bro. Woo, woo, woo. And like when I get it all out of my chest and I feel good, I don't, I don't feel like, you know what I'm saying? Even if he just be a sponge and just soak all it up and be like, oh, red and woo, woo, woo. You good? No, no, you. Whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that building my integrity? Is that making sure? Because I have an outlet. You get what I'm saying? Because I ain't got no outlet, man. It'd be, I'd be on television right now. I'm going to answer from, from my perspective. To me, that you do, because you had enough integrity to know that if you did not reach out, homeboy was about to catch a fade, real fade. With, with his phone, with his phone. He was going to get a phone plan. He was about to get unlimited minutes, straight up. No SIM card, you feel me? 
<laughs> Look, no SIM card. As I say, you about to get a family piece with two large sides, a half a dozen uh, biscuits, and, and two large strawberries, and, and some French fries, and a fry. USB and a USB charger. Straight up. <laughs> I did. I didn't. I did not. I did not. <laughs> I did not. I did. Tony had look. Look, it was so bad. Tony took my look. Real true story. Tony took my phone and text <laughs> and text him when because what I had was not what Tony had on there. <laughs> he literally took my phone because he looks at now because if he laughs, then I know now nah, you can't do that, Rich. I'm telling you, Tony. <laughs> If Tony was not there, you understand what I'm saying? Like, if he, that's why I like, on cool, I'm going back to what I said when I first started this conversation, like building an alliance. I got to put myself around people like that because that's the only reason, that's one of the reasons why I mentioned Tony because I could talk to him. <laughs> You're like, did he give you that direction? All right, okay. So I, can I just swing at him and, and don't hit him, but he can feel the wind? He's like, Reggie, I'm like, all right. Can I just tell him this? I didn't cuss. He was like, <laughs> he was like, Rich, all right, all right, Tony. You know what I'm saying? So now you get to the point where I don't even have to. All I know is, all right, Rich, because I needed a Tony alone. You know, I needed him a couple of years ago when I was getting fired for no apparent reason. At one point, I used to blame it on the people, like because they knew, like they they knew they pressed my buttons. But then, like, when I stopped being mad, because I had to forgive myself, when I stopped being mad, I said, it was you. You understand? Like, the day I said it was me, the day that I admit that it was me, I didn't have the resentment that I had against those people that fired me. Because I got fired from a lot of boys and girls clubs, like, after I did everything for them, like, and they know I did. Like, they was giving me handshakes and putting money in my hand, talking about, thank you for being an inspiration to these kids. Like, I'm going to the time clock and it's an envelope with my name on it and it got money in the envelope. You understand what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, something so small that wasn't even job related, they, they got me on it. But that was my slip up. That's I gave them enough rope to hang. You know what I'm saying? So I had to really, at first, it, it, it took years. I know, it took years, man. I blame it. was all of them, all they found, everything. Yeah. And then you still can get it. But then to the day I just sat down. And say it was you. It was you the whole time. And when I got to the point to where I had to say it was me, it was at a point to where, you know, it was getting real good. It wasn't it wasn't something that was bad. It was at a point where I was at where I was good. And it hit me to like now where you at right now, the reason why you had to go through that, because it was you. And I had to show you. Now I, I wasn't in a down place. I wasn't in a dark place. Nothing happened to me. I didn't get fired again. It was at a moment where stuff was coming together is when it was like, now, now look back. Now, now look down and go, look, look, come on, come here, press play. <laughs> you wanna go to YouTube? No, let's go to YouTube and let's go look at that. Let's go look at that video that you had when you, and I say, yeah, so I made it a whole lot better. And then building that alliance, it, it keeps you in line. Alliance keeps you in line. And now that I can, yeah, I said it. You want to say it again? But put it, Grace, put it in chat. I always wanted to do that. <laughs> put it in chat. Alliance, keep you in line. That's it. That's my inner Antonio. I'm, I'm done. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, Reverend Reginald, yes, you are. The, if you, 
and it always goes back to what Antonio always tells us. If you can account for it, you can control it. But if you choose not to account for it, you will not control it. You had enough integrity to say, look, I'm about to get this man both my fists in his face. I need you to talk to me because that's not what I want to do, but that's what I want to do. So I need you to talk to me and help me calm my nerves so I can do what I really want to do, which is right. Because right now he got yeah. me all the way messed up. Yeah. Because you know when you start crying, though? Yeah. That's when, when somebody you make you start crying. When somebody make you start crying. So there ain't even no I'm talking about if you just start crying. That lip. That lip. <laughs> One of them. You, that's, you are a past man. You can't go yeah. outside. You can't talk to nobody. No. You understand what I'm saying? You know, Mm-mm. you can't. You don't even need that person to be like, baby, let them use you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all right because it's going to make it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You might I, lose I, breath crying. I, <laughs> I tell people all the time, don't let, don't let this fool you. I have, a, I have a mean streak. And if you push the buttons enough, if I start that crying. That ain't what you said. That, that's it, not, I heard what you said in your head. That's the first well, time I heard somebody talk. <laughs> What you mean? <laughs> uh, you, the, anyway, I'm just you said what you said, but that ain't what you said because you said. It. <laughs> I, man, I look. I'm serious. I am. If you if if my if my anger leads me to tears, I will scorch the earth. Period. There's nothing you can tell me. You ain't by yourself. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do. You can bring me a strawberry cheesecake. No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. Mm. You can bring yeah, me. Yeah, because you're going to eat that. You can bring. But I'm about to take it a step. You can bring yeah. me a red velvet cheesecake from Cheesecake uh-huh. Factory. That's still. I'm going to scorch that with the earth. Because I'm not. At this point, you're about to get all this. But what I'm telling y'all now, last year, I couldn't admit that. I could not admit that. Antonio is proof. I could not admit that I would scorch the earth regardless of, I don't care what you say. This is what it is. This is how I see it. I'm about to scorch this whole earth. Not this area, the whole earth. We going back to, we, we about to look like Mars up in here. But I now have enough integrity and I'm not, please understand in no shape, and I see your hand, Miss Kara, in no shape, form, or fashion. Am I saying I have the perfect integrity and a perfect character? I am still a, I am still growing on a consistent basis. But I now have enough integrity to be like, okay, Deanna, hold what you got. This conversation I have in my head, hold what you got. Sit back. How about you don't react? You evaluate and then respond instead of reacting. How about you acknowledge the fact that, yes, you want to scorch the earth. Yes, I want to scorch the earth on this very day at this very time. But you know what? Why do I want to scorch the earth? What did I do? What is my responsibility in this? Because me getting to a point where I want to scorch the earth, I had to have done something to lead to that situation. 
Now, I don't always, I don't do that 100% of the time, like I said, but we are in the integrity leadership class and we are reading integrity. And I'm going to be an example and have enough integrity and character to say that I don't have enough integrity and character. <laughs> Period. You know, it's, it's no point in me. It's no, there's no point in that. If you can't account for it, you can't control it. If you can't account for the fact that you have an anger problem, you can't control it. Therefore, your integrity and character is shifted. Miss Kira, you had your hand up. The floor is yours. I, I was thinking when I said there's a lot of power in it, um, what you guys, everybody's talking about their situations, but a lot of times we don't grow our character or we don't refurbish it because we don't go and handle those things that make us so mad and make us cry. We don't go um, at them head on. And what I mean is, it's that very person that just really takes you there. There's a growth moment. Um, I think Phil says all the time, it's usually something that, something about them you see in yourself or something like that, he'll say. And when you really handle that, you'll be surprised how blessed you feel after you directly handle that head on what it does for the other person because they'll open up and you'll find something out about them that helps you and vice versa. I remember being like, think of somebody was rolling their eyes at me, like it's a whole problem. This woman got a glitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if I didn't really address her in a way that was just like, is everything okay? Like, you know, you know, really, I had to calm myself first because it was just another thing that was added on to something else she really did. But when it came down to it and then she opened up her mouth and she spoke, I felt small. I was, I was happy that I didn't go and act out of character and that I was integral enough to handle myself behind closed doors. But when I actually was forthcoming about the conversation just to see, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, I found out a lot more and I was just like, wow, I'm really glad I didn't step out of character because now I want to help this person all the more. So I think a lot of times we, we withdraw. And like you said, when somebody gets you to the point of anger, you want to retreat. And sometimes you have to retreat for a second, but you have to come back out and you have to address that thing because it's a growing moment for your character. All right. Thank you very much, Ms. Kira. Boy, this, it, it's, it's, this book will make you rip off some, some, some band-aids, reopen some wounds, rip off some layers of skin because it's going to hurt because it makes you look in a mirror if you're reading it how it's meant to be read it will make you look in a mirror reverend regim i'll hopefully read this paragraph it's on page 10. Says, page? Uh, page 10 second paragraph page 10. Mm. everybody turn your books to page 10. second paragraph Okay, now it reads, for example, when you in your business training or education, did you ever take a course on how to lose well? I don't remember one. Yet, for example, I did a consultant project with an organization that lost millions and millions of dollars because the president was emotionally unable to let it go. I mean, to let go of an agenda that was very, very dead. But because of his inability to lose and let it go, he took the company down a road to near disaster. He had a lot of integrity and would never have lied to anyone. But he also could not face the reality of losing. Something he has very invested in. 
as all leaders must be able to do from time to time in order to regroup, recover, and succeed. That is about care. Anybody today, right now, yesterday, and tomorrow, if God allows it, want to discuss anything about that paragraph. And the main topic is how to lose well? How to lose well? I got it. <clears throat> so I actually asked questions. The first question I asked was, do you know how to lose? Second question I asked was, do you know how to let go? This And these are, when I make notes like this in, in the book, this is me asking myself these questions. And the last thing I wrote was, your character issues are killing your prosperity. To me, if you don't know how to lose, and if you don't know how to let go, that's an aspect of your character that's causing you to not be prosperous. And I'm not referring to, to your bank account because uh, if you have some character issues, your bank account is all jacked up. <clears throat> Put that out there. But you have no prosperity in relationships. You have no prosperity in your mental health. You have no prosperity in family. You have no prosperity at all because you don't know how to lose. You don't know how to let go. So your character, your character flaws are causing a lot of issues for you. And I am speaking from personal experience. This is all personal experience. When you don't know how to lose, when you always go through life winning, the moment you lose, you're going to break down because you don't know how to lose. You don't know how to let go of. My business suffered when Antonio first started coaching me because I didn't know how to let go. And I'm not talking about it. It, it. Yes, it suffered financially, but it suffered as far as clients as well because I did not know how to let go. I was in a dying industry and did not know how to let go. And the moment I let it go, everything changed. Everything changed. You have to know, you have to learn how to lose. There is no prosperity in winning all the time. It's in the losses that you find your prosperity. And you have to learn how to let go because you may be holding on to something that's slowly killing you and you don't even know it. That's letting go of, the, and that's, just, that's not just letting go of, of a job. That's letting go of, a mindset, a thought process, an idea, a person, a place, a physical object. That's just, it's just letting go. Letting go of things that do not serve you. Letting go of things that only cause you pain. Antonio always tells us people are either running from pain or towards pleasure. But some people actually live in their pain to a, so long to a point where their pain becomes their pleasure. So they start running towards their pleasure. 
which is their pain because they didn't know how to let go. And now pleasure for them is, is a constant series of pain, hurt, and misery. That's why you can't become prosperous. So you have to learn how to lose, how to let go of that. A part of learning how to lose is learning how to let go. Kara said, Bishop Jake says, don't let your gifts take you where your character can't keep you. You'll lose every time. And I've heard him say that, Miss Kara. And every time he said, I look at myself in the mirror like, girl. Antonio said, there is no such thing as a poor righteous teacher. You can't, <laughs> you cannot be woke and broke. And then he went to say their, their reward system has been messed up. If you get rewarded for, if you get rewarded for living in your pain, guess what you're going to do? You're going to stay in your pain. So to me, learning how to let go and learning how to lose are two of the greatest things to help build your character. Reverend Reginald? Anybody else want to chime in? Please, please do. Y'all know I can go all night. The floor is open. Because I was going to go all the way back to when I was eight years old. That's when I learned how to lose. Matter of fact, here you go. Got to start again. I tried. I tried. Y'all didn't want I tried. Here you go again. That's right. Get ready. Get your popcorn ready. I was seven years old. I went to a place called the Boys Club. It was not the Boys and Girls Club yet. It was called the Boys Club. The first sport I ever played was basketball. I can remember every step of the way. We was all in the gym. It was a group of guys. There was coaches there. And they divided us all up. They put us with a coach. The coach gave us the name of the team. And we went out and we competed. We was called the Lions Club Lakers. We had gold jerseys. I was a chubby little fella there. So we played our first game, and I enjoyed the sport of basketball. I really did. This is my sport. I used to get the ball because my mother and father used to come to the game and just tell me, go coast to coast, son. Take it all away. Forget what the coach said. Mama and daddy said Go coast to coast. So I would grab the rebound, run down the sideline, and do a finger roll. Stupid in the goal. It goes in, right? So, you know, I kind of figured out, hey, you're pretty good. So we played the next game. We played the next game. We won every game. We end up winning the championship that year. So we was flawless. Now here comes the good part of the story. That next year, we did the same thing, undefeated. Now, I hope y'all are following me because for two years now, I have not lost. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? For two years, I have not lost. Tell me why in the championship game, at the last second, I'm talking about it was one of these five, four, three, two, one moments, right? So the guy I was guarding decided to get the ball. We were seven. 
I think he was watching film on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because the move that he pulled on me was a sky hook. This man, boy, didn't score the whole season. Do y'all understand me? The whole season, this boy was garbage. Do you understand me? I'm talking about dumpster juice. He turns around and did the hook shot. Look at my arm. Five, four, three, two, one, and it went in all net. I need y'all to fill in the blanks. What did I do when he hit the shot on me? Did I fall down? To, a, did I fall down to the ground and start crying? B, did I just just stomp up and down and jump, or did I C, pick up a chair and throw it clean across the gym? I need one of y'all to answer me. I'm going to go with C on this one. Tony, I didn't ask you, Tom. I was talking to the people that was there. <laughs> I didn't ask you. Yes. Yeah, I we... threw the chair clean across the court. Could somebody tell me why? Because at that moment, I did not know why I threw it. You call it anger. I was seven. Who's angry at seven? Who has an anger problem at seven? I made all A's in school. You understand know what I'm saying? I was getting the little gold cards. You, you, when you make all A's, you get the little gold cards. You get to go get a little free stuff. You know, I didn't get a whooping when I was at home. I was the, hey, I was the one that, every, hey, he's the good boy. But when that boy hit that hook shot and it went in, I did not know how to lose. So the only thing I knew how to do was get angry and throw the chair because we never lost before. And ever since then, I think that developed my character because when it didn't go my way, I got mad. I didn't too much throw things because the whooping hurt when I was little and I didn't want to get the whooping. So I had to do something else. So it was kind of like vocal. Like, but the older I got, it did get, it did get worse, the older I got. Because guess what? After eight and under, I played 10 and under, right? I played 10 and under. So, we ain't win no games. I went from championship undefeated to you ain't going to win not a mad game. Now, I ain't talking about you lost 60-60-65. I'm talking about the score with 77-3. I'm talking about getting beat. I'm talking, and, 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 and man, I just, I know that had a lot to do with my integrity. Like, that had a whole day to do. But it did teach me that that ten and under season, it did teach me that you got to you, you, you got to get better. You got to better your craft, and you can't win all the time. That's what I got out of the most at that age that you can't win all the time. When you used to winning, that's what this book said. I ain't even got to look at it. When you used to winning, and you ain't winning no more because you're using the same formula. See, the book says something about a ceiling. And you can't go above that ceiling. You can't go, you, you, you keep doing the same move. You understand what I'm saying? The left foot up and the right foot slide. It's great how that song goes. I messed it all up. But you can't keep doing the same move. Y'all get what I'm trying to talk about, man. You can't go to the club and do the same move and expect to get attention. You understand what I'm saying? You can't do that. You just can't. You can't eat hamburgers all day because your tongue's going to get mad and want some chicken. I mean, you just can't keep doing the same. Yes, I'm, yes. Let me talk, right? <laughs> Let me talk my stuff, man. 
you can't keep doing the same stuff over and over and over again and, and thinking it's gonna work. So sometimes you just you got to switch it up on them sometimes. I had to learn how to lose, is what I'm trying to say. And after I learned how to lose again, 12 and under, I started winning. Okay. Then I started being on all-star teams because I had to work on my craft. Okay, everybody got kind of used to me using my body. We can't hear you, Reverend Reginald. Somebody was trying to get a hold of you. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. But I, I ended it with that's how I learned how to lose. More of the story, that's how I learned how to lose. Hmm. Who who else had to uh, let, let's open this up. Who else had had never lost before and the first time you lost, you lost it? Child, that was me all day long. What? Yes. <laughs> this, this anger. Yes. Yes. I never lost. What are you talking about? That one time, that first time when somebody made me look stupid. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Get out the way. Get out the way. <laughs> okay. Ground scorched. <laughs> okay. All the way scorched. I get quiet, man. You better you better roll on somewhere. Go somewhere. Because if I get quiet and I start getting nervous, I'm not nervous for what I'm not nervous for you. I'm nervous for me. Because I don't know what I'm going to do. So I get there and I get quiet. And I'm man, I did. And it took a long time for me. It may have taken to the next day for me to be, okay, all right. But don't think I forgot about it. I was just, I wasn't mad no more. You know, super mad, but whatever. But man, what? Yeah. Not, yeah, I had to learn how to lose. Wow. That took some doing. And all, and, and, and it's a five or, I don't know if it's been five or six years. Man, four of them years, I gave it to the dude in that black shirt over there. I mean, I gave it to him. <laughs> I gave it to him. What? Man, ever since, ever since I had met him, and he was teaching me, he was trying to teach me how to get my finances together. Man, please, what? Shh. I remember going, when I was teaching, I went to San Antonio for a teacher's conference, a math teacher's conference with me and another coworker of mine. And I don't know why I was on the phone with Antonio or whatever, but whatever he said ticked me off, man. I'm on a river walk. Giving it to him on his phone. <laughs> giving it to him on his phone call. I don't even remember what the conversation was about. I just, I just know I was giving it to him on his phone call. But it, it, nobody else except Jesus would stay with me. <laughs> Continue to be my friend and help me through this with this dude right here in this black shirt. I don't know why he did it, but I'm grateful. <laughs> But he helped me learn how to lose. I tell you that. He helped me learn how to lose. Now, it there are times, yes, I can't, I can't tell you that I don't get mad. Of course I get mad. Who doesn't get mad? But now, I sit there and I'll be like, okay, what you really mad about? Is it really worth being mad? Are you willing to sell your happiness to be mad about this? And then be like, okay, girl, get over this and come on. Go be happy so you can go get stuff that you want. And it works out. So what used to take me five days, take me five minutes now. 
it's, I'm still working on it. Please don't. You know how they God is still working on me. That it, yeah, he is. <laughs> but yes, that's how I learned. That's how I learned how to lose. Thanks for letting me share. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I. Mm. I ain't gonna get started on me. So is there anybody else who would like to, is there anybody else who, <clears throat> excuse me, who would like to share? Uh, I do. <laughs> go ahead. The floor is a go, go ahead. So I grew up on, uh, we were living in public housing. We ain't really got projects here in Delaware. They think they from the projects. But nobody, nobody parents was really trying to watch their kids. So they had this thing called G-Team and G-Team meant God's team. And we was all black kids that <laughs> was low income, was bad, nappy headed. But we used to go to this white church because they would send the buses out to our neighborhoods and they had all the snacks. Like we was going for the snacks. We was going there with gangs. We was going there with everything. We had no business doing going into the Lord's house. And I had always had a rep for fighting. I was being beat in the home. So I grew up just fighting everybody, fighting boys, fighting adults, fighting whoever. And this one particular night, I was just talking trash sitting in the back, but the, the girl that I had beat up, her big sister came. That's why I didn't know she was sitting back there. I was with all my cousins, and um, I don't know what, I don't, I can't so far it faint, but all I know is she was like 6'5, six, 6'5, five, six, five, like on top of each other. So she beat me down so bad on the back of this bus. It brought a level of humility that still follows me all these years later. And it's like, that's when I had to learn how to lose because when I got back up, one, I was devastated because my cousins were also holding me down. So that's when I, I realized betrayal was something serious. But it was like, you're going to try to fight her back or you're going to go ahead and take this L because if you keep trying to fight, then she's going to defeat you. <laughs> you already got beat down. That's when I had to walk away with all the words, with all that. But it taught me, like, okay, you can't be out here fighting on everybody because there's somebody just as big and bad as you are, and it don't feel good what you've been doing to everybody else when it happens to you. And that's mine. Man. First off, first off, we ain't family no more. Period. We ain't family. Don't call me. <laughs> Well, let me stop. Let me stop. But thank you. Thank you, Miss Kara. That's, man, that taking those L's is something serious. I'm still learning how to take an L. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Reverend Reginald, what else would you like to bring to our attention this evening? I, 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 I want to leave it at the L because I believe there's some more L's out there. And they need to get them L's off their chest because you don't want to walk around with that 90 degree angle. You understand what I'm saying? So don't walk around with that 90 degree angle. Let that L go. You see, I just had to let go of L all the way back from Grace. Get your calculator. <laughs> when I was six, it was 85. Uh, how many years, 2020 from 85, I had to get that L off my chest first and foremost because that was the first L. Right. You understand? Know Love you more. Love you more. Let me get that first L out the way. Okay. Now, let me talk about this other. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Why we on these L's? I got to let some of this stuff go because I still hold some of this stuff. Okay. All right. 
Let me tell you about this L. The L I took in Oklahoma City when I was working at the Last Boys and Girls Club. Now, I've helped start a basketball program. And I had all the kids, I had all the boys, and when I was training them, and not only training them, you understand, I wasn't only training them, but I was telling them about life. I was telling them how to play the games, you know, like, and it was, it was real, because some of them would come up to me and be like, dude, you, you like my dad, you understand what I'm saying? That's how, that's how serious it was. So we, we play some of our games at another gym. But at this gym, they didn't like us. They didn't like that boys and girls club because they said we were not upper echelon. You understand? We we wasn't our uniforms wasn't like their uniforms. You know, our, our players wasn't like their players, right? But we competed. You understand what I'm saying? We competed. And and while we competed, they 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 had a certain thing about us. And, and and my integrity wasn't no better because I'm a competitor. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all, look, say, y'all ain't practice this hard for nothing to let these people come in here and, and do y'all like that. And, and you know, I, you know how y'all can hear me loud? Uh, the whole gym can hear me coaching. But I'm telling you, we was down by 22-some points. After the halftime speech, it was two minutes left. We was only down by four points. Okay, so it was a call call that I did not agree with. Now the guy that normally be with me, like the athletic director that was there, I was the assistant. He wasn't there. He was on vacation, and they called this call. Now me, knowing what I was up against, I walked across the court while they was getting ready to shoot the free throw because I I couldn't say nothing. I didn't say nothing, and while I couldn't say nothing. I just walked across the court and put my hands behind my back. And when I came back to the bench, they called a technical foul. <laughs> and, while I, and, and, and when I was walking, they gave me another one. They gave, they gave me another technical foul. So after, after, the, after the second technical foul, I was working in the kitchen. And when I was working in the kitchen, after I was working in the kitchen, they had uh, I told one of the referees, I walked by one of the referees and I told him, I say, look, uh, after I told him, I say, uh, you cannot get nothing to eat <laughs> in the cafeteria. <laughs> and then I, 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 he, he didn't take that well. So after he didn't take that well, he had told me that, uh, he told me that uh, he called the police on me. And when he called the police on me, I had to talk to the police officer. The police officer said, so how did he threaten you? How did he threaten you? I say, well, uh, he didn't threaten me at all. So the police officer got mad at him for calling him because he said it wasn't no threat at, at whatsoever. But I ended up getting fired over that. I ended up getting fired because of the simple fact that the head the head lady of the boys and girls club had a friend in the stands, and the friend in the stands had told her at church that I was cussing and I was loud, and I had to go. So when I got back to the boys and girls club, the dude that was the athletic director was there. He had to tell me 
that I was fired and I started crying in there because he didn't want to let me go. He knew if he was there, that wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have went down. I could not defend myself. But by me walking across that court with, with that action, period, that's what got me into the situation that I was in. And I should have just, I don't know. I don't even know if I should have just stayed. On, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I should have just stayed on the bench. So that's, that was the hell I had to learn because that hurt it. I love that job to the team. And for me to get fired like that, I didn't appreciate it. But hey, it, it was my fault. It was my fault. I almost cried again. Well, I'm so very sorry that that happened. But thank you for your transparency, Reverend Reginald. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for sharing with us. Is there anything else anybody else would like to say? Or is there something is there something in the something else in the book that caught well actually you know you said you want to stay on else for a while. So who else would like to open up this evening? The floor is open. And for those of you who are just now uh, able to join us, we're talking about a portion in the book. It's page 10, and it's the second paragraph about learning how to lose well, learning how to let go. So the floor is open to whoever would like to comment. The floor is open. All right. So let's open it up to, to something else. Who who would like to um, tell us something else that you got out of the book that caught your attention and made you do one of those hold on and, and start evaluating yourself? Who who else would like to comment on what they got out of the book? The floor is open. We are we are rolling integrity leadership class. Let's roll. Who else will have who else has something that they would like to comment on? The floor is open. Well, while we are waiting, I will go ahead. So on page eleven, I actually dog eared this one. Wow. Ooh, this is what I was talking to earlier. It says, sometimes, sometimes the things we say off the top of our head are the most true as they come out of our experience more than out of our head. And on the side of this, I wrote, this is who you really are. The first thing that comes to mind is also an example of your integrity. So who would like to comment on that? The floor is open. This is what I was talking about earlier. If somebody punch you in your face, what's going to be your first response? If somebody cuss you out, what's the first thought that come to your head? <laughs> so who would like to who would like to expand on this or express you know something that you've also learned? The floor the the floor is open. It is open. Please come on on. Give your comments. We are open and ready to roll. Well, it's like we've been saying earlier, and like you just said, 
whatever your first reaction is or the first thought that comes to your mind, that that's who you are. <laughs> that's uh okay. Antonio, is is it a scripture that says out of the mouth the heart speaks? Or is that what just some church folks say? Anyway. I don't talk during this class. I'm not talking to next year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just asked a question because <laughs> I heard a voice. I heard a voice. I heard a voice. <laughs> that was the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I have heard somebody say out of the house, out of the mouth, the heart speaks. I've heard somebody say it. No, that was the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit. Okay. Well, that anyway, just like just like a, a drunk mind speaks sober thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You you who you are. Okay, I call man. I call alcohol truth serum. You got just you got just enough courage to really say how you feel because that's who you are. <laughs> that's who you are. But yeah, whatever. The first thing that pops, that first thing, if somebody is cussing you out, whatever is popping into your head right now, you may not say it, but that's who you are. If it's, you said it in your head, that's who you are. You know, something is not going your way. Whatever you know, how you respond and how you react is really who you are. You know whether you think the thoughts or whether you say them out loud or whether you show, you know, you show that action and your response is, is really who you are. And if it's not the response, if it's not who you, if it's not who you want to be, then you have to work on your integrity. So <laughs> yes, we had a lot of truths that, that, that night, Tempest, <laughs> a lot of truths <laughs> at the party. Man. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing. Well, yeah. Would anybody else like to? Yeah. Truth serum. <laughs> Monica says she just cuss boy when she's drunk. That's the only difference. <laughs> That's the only difference. I ain't even mad at you. Oh, man, look. Okay. But is there anybody else would like to open up and speak on the floor is open? The floor is open. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, I will, I will move on to the next one. We're going to close it out in a few minutes. We're going to close. Sometimes the one thing you don't want to do, you have to do to move. Oh. Hmm. So, I, this is an open form. Reverend Reginald, is there anything else that you would like? Oh, oh, okay. I'm airing all out. All right. The play game. Call me Tom Brady. All right. All right, sir. The, the last thing I'm going to bring up this evening is when it comes to your integrity, what, what is your cost? What is your cost to your company? Because there, in chapter two, there is a story about a gentleman who hired a man. And this guy had the most amazing income. Bless you, boss man. This guy, he was bringing in the flow, everything. But even though he was a top income earner, he was costing the company money. But the, the, the head guy didn't know this. He didn't, he didn't know this. It had to be pointed out to him. 
because in the process of him costing the company money, what led up to him, he, there were two, two other great people who were about to walk out the company, two other top people who were about to walk out of the company. So when I ask you, what are you costing your company while you, while you, while your performance may be on point? Is there anybody that's going that's taking out taking time out of their day to go up to HR to spend time with HR to talk about you? And because they're doing that, that's costing the company money. Not only that, oh yes, do people like working with you? As Antonio just said, but do people like working with you though? Because if nobody likes working with you, that's costing the company money. And it, and he goes he goes to break down to the gentleman because I I just don't want to because I I want everybody to feel this how I felt it because he broke down to him how he was costing the company money. Okay, and it's on page fifteen, and he broke it down. He was like, if you take what the company pays you as CEO, including your options, and put an hourly rate on that, it is a huge number. How many hours do you think you have spent listening to other people talk about their problems with him over the past couple of years? Just a few meetings a week would get us in the hundreds of thousands. Multiply that times your hourly rate to the company and you get a different picture of his expense to you. So what expense are you causing your company because people have to go to your boss and complain and complain about you? Then he moves on to say, to that number, add the amount of out at the at the out to that number, add the amount the hours are worth of the people who were spending time talking to you instead of doing their jobs. So now you have that cost. To that number, add the lost opportunity of what you and your people could have done in that time had you not been working out the problems regarding him. There's some more time. To that, add the amount of the settlement and all of the hourly charges by the attorneys for the consultants that you and your HR people have had about this problem. That's more cost right there. To add to add to, to that. Add the cost of finding two new VPs to replace the two that are about to leave and the lost business work and traction in the time lag. To that, add the distraction that this whole problem becomes for the morale and direction of the company and what it is trying to do. On here. It says, now you're getting a, pic a better picture of his expense. Do you still feel like he is such a great deal? The guy said, well, not when you put it like that. I wrote this question. And remember, remember what I told y'all in the beginning. When y'all see me write questions in here, this, this, is, this is not a generalized. This is me asking myself, what is my expense to my company? What is your expense to your company? What is your expense to your friends? What is your expense to your family? What is your expense to somebody else that has to take time out of their day to focus on you and what you're doing wrong?
So we have, uh, yes, Miss Kier, go ahead. I see your mic is unmuted. Um, that's, that's really good stuff. I think for me, I try to keep in mind, I got some stuff I need to work on because I did have to wild out in Walmart the other week by my brother Cupcakes. And I'm saying that to say that it's certain things in my life that I don't care what the profession is. I don't care what the big dreams are. Like my kids and, and my siblings, they are my thing. It's like, do not cause them any harm. Do not do certain things or I will step out of character. The only thing with that is and why I have to, I don't try to put myself in specific situations is that as a therapist and when you're and you you're a person who is positive and you are open in your community people look for those moments to say oh she ain't what she says she is so there's a big cost anytime i show any transparency or i make any mistakes because it can cost me customers it can cost me a lot um and i think antonio said you know do people even want to work with you even with me sharing my experience on my last job, it followed me to who I'm connected with now in a good way. The, the workers that I work with had met where I'm contracted at. I've gotten calls about, hey, we know who you are. We heard about you. So that made me feel really good. But that also puts a lot of pressure to say, yo, you cannot go Walmart. <laughs> I know they was wrong. I know she was disrespectful, but it's a, you got to be mindful because you never know who's watching you and it can become very costly over, over a heated moment. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Kira, for your transparency because it costs you more than just what you think. Ms. Monica, go ahead. Floor is yours. Yeah, I've had one. Um, I think, I don't know if it was the second or third one you mentioned, because you mentioned quite a few of them there. Um, when I was, it was more about my time though. When I was, uh, when I was a GM, basically we had tons of things to do, right? We had 12 hours of work to do and a 10 hour day. So um, I used to have my sales team always come ask me questions just throughout the day, random questions about some were important, some were not important, but just come in my office and ask questions. And I realized like, at this point, my time is money, right? And I had all these other things that I needed to complete. And I was like, I can't have these people just coming in my office because I had a staff of like 50 people. So I was like, I can't, I can't do this. So what I started to do was I kind of limited them in case it's an emergency, then they can ask me a question, of course, but I limited them to only our meetings because we always had a morning meeting and an afternoon meeting. So I limited them and I said, bring your questions, write them all down. And it was like a life changer. I had so much time and I got to complete all my work, but I never realized when you go through your day, how much time is taken up when people are just coming to you asking questions, especially when you have a, a large staff. And I was like, God, it's a, it was like a big difference. Um, but it's something that I had to learn the hard way because I was stressing. I was staying until 9, 10 p.m. And it's like, it's, it was my own fault because I didn't control that situation. So I think when I set it up to where only meetings, you can ask the questions unless it's an emergency. It made my life so much easier, but it kind of reminded me of that. I think it was the second one you said because, yeah, I mean, that happens when there's a lot of distractions and things going on on a daily basis. All right. Thank you, Miss Monica, so much for sharing. Yeah, you got to, what, what are you, what is, what are you costing your company? What are you costing your company? What are you costing your personal your personal brand, who you are, what are you costing yourself? 
Is there any anybody else who would like to who would like to comment on that, or if there's is there anybody else who there's something in the book that caught your attention that you would like to share with us? The floor is open. All right. Well, if not, Reverend Reginald, do you have any final words for us this evening? Uh, like I say, I got all my L's that I needed to get off. I needed to, I needed to set those things straight for my own self. And uh, and the people that did, we uh, thank you uh, for everybody that that, that shared. And uh, I, I, I'm ready to continue to get beat up by this book. So I'm ready to take the L's that's gonna come with with reading the rest of these chapters. Okay, everybody else, y'all get ready too. So just. It's your 90 degrees angles together. You and me both, Reverend. You and me both. Because just reading the first three chapters, I was like, man, I needed this reminder. Because every now and then you need a reminder. Every now and then you need something to come up behind you, slap you in the back of your head and be like, did you forget? And that's what this book is doing. Right, right Miss Kara? I'm reading out loud to y'all and getting hit all over again. So, <laughs> so, but just as always, Carol, thank you for joining us this evening. James, thank you for joining us this evening. Miss Kiara, thank you for joining us this evening. Miss LaVon, thank you for joining us this evening. Miss Monica, thank you for joining us this evening. Mr. Ollie, thank you for joining us this evening. And Mr. Bastide, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Reverend Reginald, thank you for joining us. Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr., thank you for joining us. And Ms. Grace Sandals, thank you so much for joining us for the Integrity Leadership Class. Out of the words of our CEO, you can plan better, you can dominate. Good night, everyone. <laughs>